And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. All right, we have favorite pizza toppings by state. Basel Sports posted this. We got some weird ones on here. We got tuna, corn. Who puts corn on pizza? Okay, California, avocado. But New Mexico, I have a question for you. Fucking carrots? <laughs> Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Tuesday, February 15th. I'm Jay Eskeets, and alongside me, as always, we got Tass Mellis. What's up, everybody? What's up, Tass? We got the top shot hot boy himself, Trey Kirby. Ayo. Ayo. The international man of mystery, taking it to the max. You know he puts carrots on his pizza. <laughs> it's Lee Ellis. Friends, I just want to say for the record, no, I've never put carrots <laughs> on pizza. I love carrots, especially uncooked carrots on pizza. No, thanks. Okay, that's where you draw the line. <laughs> and finally, making the magic happen, Super Producer JD. Hello. Darius, here we are. Shout out to the stream team joining us live right now on YouTube. Like the video, subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube, comment away with the stream team sickos, and uh, share the show with your friends. We are 538 away from 50,000 subs. That's all it's going to take, Tass. Mm. The plan is to get there by All-Star Weekend. By his birthday, our yes. birthday gift to Trey Kirby, guys, everybody out there. Uncooked carrots. Is to get, <laughs> yes, uncooked carrots on the pizza uh, is to get to 50,000 subs, okay? Yeah. Let's yeah. time it perfectly because I will be 38 this Saturday. Okay. So we need 500 to through Friday night and then 38 during the Ooh, day Ooh, I like that. Okay. It's going to be tough. We yeah, it. We'll be get tough. Uh, email in your NBA questions to nodunksattheathletic.com. I bet we'll hit the beach at some point later this week, so get those cues in. And follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, at nodunksinc. Okay, on today's show, uh, we got the up-down report. Got some questions for you guys and everybody joining us live and listening to the podcast later for some thumbs up or thumbs down. But let's get into the games. We'll touch on a few of them. We'll start with Seth Curry. Leading the uh, new-look Brooklyn Nets, Lily, in the 109-85 victory over the Sacramento Kings. Uh, for a team that had lost 11 in a row, this was a pretty impressive performance, especially because their big three were all out for various reasons. Ben Simmons was on the bench there with his teammates trying to show his support, and uh, he looked pretty comfortable sitting there, looking pretty nice. <laughs> oh, good. Pretty, nice chair. Because we haven't we have, we have <laughs> seen, nice sitting, we solid haven't seen him at all uh, this season. Yeah. But anyway, the, sure. real, the real story is that um, you know the two pieces that were added to this trade here, Seth Curry and Andre Drummond, absolutely fit in perfectly last mm-hmm. night. It was all about their role players, because everyone who pay, played basically was a role player last night. And for these two guys, to go out there. Seth Curry with 23 points, hitting threes early, looking really, really good. And then Andre Drummond only finished with 11 and 9. Felt like he had a much bigger impact on the game like that. He is a gigantic human, by the way. I don't mean that in any way to say he's <laughs> overweight or anything. He's just a huge, huge man. Had a really nice block, had some good dunks. He's a very good passer for a big guy. And 24-point victory over the Kings. Now, the Kings, uh, as it said in the ESPN recap, had a modest two-game win streak, but they certainly were <laughs> playing better recently since the trade. Um, but the Nets just looked looked very happy to be around each other. Bruce Brown after the game even said the locker room was just a fun place to be. Now, people can say, well, you know, James Harden's gone, so that's what he's referring to. But I honestly think after the trade deadline, especially teams that have been involved in big deals, most of them feel a little bit more comfortable and relaxed because it's it's there's no longer that what if. Yeah. Again, guys like Brown are the ones who are like, you might get thrown in this deal at the last minute. So yep. I think for all these other role players here, they're like, okay, finally now we know who our squad is going forward. But uh, really, really good stuff here from Brooklyn. Uh, Paddy Mills was looking great out there as well. You know, got to just throw that in yeah, there. Of course. But, um, Homer. Look, 49 rebounds and 25 assists on 43 field goals. I think that just shows you that ball was fizzing around there last night. People were getting involved. Seth was the star early on, but uh, everyone who played contributed. So uh, Steve Nash must feel great this morning, you know, (laughs) finally just getting that win that they'd been uh, longing for. Hadn't won for a long time. And... uh, the Nets are back. <laughs> the Nets are back. Oh, Some really nice sitting from Steve Nash as well last night. 
Oh, you can see why people say they won this trade watching Seth Curry and yeah. Andre Drummond. It's not just Simmons for Harden. These two guys are going to contribute. They're going to be big parts of this team. One of their holes this year was their supporting cast. And Seth Curry is now their best off-ball shooter. He's the fifth best shooter in terms of three-point percentage in NBA history. And uh, he's he creates shots, too. He's, he's, he's grown so much from you know being sort of on the borderline of being an NBA player. I mean, he, he, he was 10 of 18 yesterday, and he was on the ball creating shots. If Joe Harris doesn't come back this season, I don't think it's really that huge an issue now with Seth Curry there playing off ball. Uh, and Joe Harris going back to last year's playoffs, didn't have a great playoffs. I think you can rely on Seth to be a secondary creator on this team. Mm-hmm. That's going to help. Uh, and Andre Drummond... Yeah, he's their maybe not their biggest human. I mean, him and Marcus Aldridge uh, are, are large, but he's the, the combination, best combination of size and agility on the Nets front line. Mm-hmm. They they got the best uh, big that they've had, even going back to yeah. last year. Oh, for uh, sure. Uh, you know, over Nick Claxton, uh, who's who's thin and, and doesn't have a lot of experience. If Drummond doesn't, you know, decide to shoot all the time, this is going to help them against Giannis against Embiid a little bit. It'll be interesting to watch that. If it happens, uh, we'll get that on March 10th, Drummond versus Embiid. But those two guys are going to help. They've had a lot of issues this season. It's either you know uh, Kyrie not being around, that issue has not been solved. James Harden being injured, hopefully Ben Simmons coming in and being their point guard solves that, and their role, supporting players. And Bruce Brown last year was an incredible supporting player. Yeah. And yesterday, he almost had a five by five. Yeah. This, this guy who's who's just a slasher. Who um, I mean, he does it really, really well. He's obviously going to get the ball after everybody else gets the ball. He's going to have lanes, and that's what he had yesterday, and he just took advantage of them. He's 19-6-6, six six, five steals, and three blocks. Mm. See a lane, take it. And I, I think after the game, I know a lot of teams, yeah, they, they bask in the post-trade deadline glory, and they're feeling good. But Bruce Brown put it like this, quote, everybody likes everybody. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know if you could say it any more clearly than that. Right. James Harden wasn't around. Everybody is, is feeling better. Now, the top... They've got to figure out the top of their rotation, which is pretty important. Kevin Durant coming back and Kyrie playing basketball. But the supporting players are falling in line here with Curry and Drummond to support those big guys. Why wasn't Bruce Brown playing earlier this season? <laughs> that was the weird part. Saving him. Yeah, I guess so. Saving we were like, weird. why is he not playing? Uh, yeah, plus 28 in this one. He was awesome. Yeah, I feel like Matty O going over to Tassis for Thanksgiving. Doesn't usually look like this. <laughs> and I think that that's kind of true. This is a, I mean, the Mets are missing their top three guys, the top three guys who are going to be handling the ball. But like you're saying, Lee, it was fizzing around last night. What is this? 25 assists on 43 makes. You can't be mad about that. But uh, that's not going to be the case when Durant and Kyrie Irving specifically are back. Obviously, uh, Ben Simmons will soak up some possessions as well. But having movement shooters in Seth Curry and Patty Mills, and we'll yeah. see if Joe Harris ever comes back, having to worry about them off the ball eventually will be impossible to guard when they're running around off screens on both sides of the court. And then you still have to guard these two guys who are incredible one-on-one players. That's why Bruce Brown can just run wild in the middle of the court. That's what Ben Simmons need to do. Watch this Bruce Brown tape. Mm. All you have to do is catch short rolls and go to the hoop every single time so we'll see what it actually looks like but getting curry as a throw in here no wonder that was the last thing they were negotiating yeah. for to be able to have yeah. a guy there who can actually score with the ball in his hands as it and as a catch and shoot player pretty great stuff yeah you talk about like the nets moving the ball and all those assists i thought the opposite was happening with the kings in the second half this is one of the games i really focused on last night third quarter brutal brutal offense it was one one pass if they were lucky and then a shot mm-hmm. there when things like started to like get out of control and the nets made their bat their crazy run and fox got his ass handed to him by curry it was the other thing now a lot of it was a huge drum and pick and then you know fox is just blown up on the pick and then curry steps into a shot but then davion mitchell eventually went on him and started to slow him a little bit because he's much more a better of a defender but uh uh, just a bad third quarter. And yeah, the Kings had that little win streak, and I'm I'm excited about the Sabonis and Fox and what they're unlocking there, but I was just disappointed in that second half. Yeah, I mean, they were pretty bad. Uh, yeah. You know, that was a, a winnable game going into it there last night, yeah. but uh, you could just tell with the Nets, they just they just felt like they were enjoying playing with each other again. And, and again, when you've got two new guys, sometimes that can be, take a little bit of time to uh, transition, but it didn't really look that like that last night. And when you just go back to the trade, you know, the ESPN had a report that, uh, you know, the deal was close, and sure, Marks was basically like, you're giving me more than that. And not only is he strengthening his team with their bench, their depth, but he's weakening the Sixers. Uh, you know, it's important stuff there from the yeah. Sixers. You know, now Drummond is going to be their best. You know, Tass mentioned there. He's easily their best sort of big 
defender now that they've had in this whole sort of uh, Kevin Durant, Steve Nash era. They've always been trying to patch it up. Now they've got a big, big guy there who will at least, you know, Drummond has never really caused Embiid all that many problems. I was going to say, Embiid's going to yeah, but, 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 gonna but, trash him. This is not a matchup. Same no, with Giannis, but, but it's nice that he's big. I, but I would take him over Nick Claxton or anyone else that they had, you yeah. know, LaMarcus Aldridge. Like, yeah. he, he's, a, he's an improvement over those guys. At least he's a physical presence there that the Nets have not had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see when they uh, hopefully play each other on March 10th. Aren't you flying up there to the game? hope so. Yeah? Yeah. Isn't that the plan, right? I think so. Yeah, oh, we should. Oh, okay. I should. Oh. You should. Let's <laughs> go. <laughs> I'll go. Uh, all right. Okay. Let's do it. Cool. No, let's take his electric car. <laughs> uh, okay, Lee, I'm going to need you to do this for this next game oh, okay. as a setup. I need you to get a solo oh. shot of Lee. Okay, that'll work <laughs> I think work I know too. what you're going to ask me to just, do. Here. Just like do something with your hair, brush it back. Yeah, just touch it a lot because <laughs> that right there, an Aussie man playing with his locks is what was happening in MSG <laughs> last night. Uh, Josh Giddy and Julius Randle. Posted triple doubles. Thank you, Lee. That's good. That's perfect. As the Thunder topped the Knicks tasks uh, in overtime, Giddy with a, an incredible game, um, and Knicks made some bonehead mistakes down well, the stretch. The Knicks or? Well, the coach yeah. and a couple mm. of the players, but uh, what do you think? Yeah, let's bask into Giddy first. You know, everybody wants to poop on the Knicks. I understand that, but... Yeah, we've got Lee doing the giddy. We had him doing it last month <laughs> for the first time. I mean, how long are we going to be doing this? This is great. Josh Giddy coming into this league, you know, at the same time as Lee Ellis is uh, an analyst. <laughs> I mean, the next 20 years, you could be th- th- throwing those hands through those locks, mm. Lee. Uh, but you never know what you're going to get in an NBA game. I think that's the, uh, the what you learn from this. Going back to the beginning of the season, we had an email a guy who was going to New York City on Valentine's Day wondering, oh, yeah. which game should I watch? <laughs> oh, yeah. Should I go to Madison Square Garden to watch the Knicks and the Thunder, or should I go to the Barclays Center right. to watch the Nets and the Kings? And even up until yesterday, we had another email saying, I hope he picked the Nets and the Kings. That's going to be oh. way better than watching the Knicks at home. That's what everybody was saying. Even us at the table. No, we, we had weren't. The conversation. We were oh, saying, go on. to MSG. That's uh, what I was saying. Yeah, that's what you were Always. saying. Not yesterday. Not yesterday. You were quiet. You didn't say a thing yesterday because the Knicks, <laughs> the Knicks are poop at home. Well, the Knicks Nobody are shit. Wants. Yeah, but MSG is beautiful. Well, either way, uh, the Knicks didn't do anything, but luckily Josh Giddy was on the other side of the floor, and they were allowing him space, and he was banging home shots. Uh, a huge triple-double. One of the first guys to hit uh, have a triple-double in their MSG debut. Yep. Uh, so a 28-11-12 game. Yeah, bask, let's bask in the thunder for a little. You got Trey Mann with 30 points. He's the new herky-jerky Markel Fultz for me. I mean, he's just all over the place, but somehow he gets to the hoop. And uh, sweet shooting Ty Jerome, uh, who's got a great shot there. And they outscored the Knicks 21-18 in the fourth quarter. That's how they got uh, to overtime because the Knicks can't score. 18 points in that fourth queue when defenses get tough. Uh, what do they do? They, there's, there's just not a lot of movement. There's a lot of... Uh, I'm doing this thing, and they really miss Derrick Rose, and that's yep. that's the God honest truth. He's a 33-year-old that creates the most op- possessions for them, the best opportunities, because Julius Randle can't do it, Fournier can't do it, Kemba can't do it. It's uh, it's tough sledding there, watching the Knicks in the fourth quarter. So I hope that guy did pick the Knicks. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, uh, also we don't know what he ultimately no idea. Went right in, yeah. yes. I hope let, we get the update. Let us know. So it goes to overtime and. The Knicks just aren't going to win this thing. <laughs> I mean, it's sort of like the Knicks lost it, but kudos to uh, to Josh Giddy who he was balling out there. Oh he, my He's God. got great vision. He would be fun to play with. Like he's always looking to pass. I know he scored yeah. some points. He's got a weird shot. Yeah, it's, it's not it's, the prettiest. It's not a pretty looking shot, no. but he was hitting a couple threes last night and a couple little floaters in there. He like he like almost like shoots like 14 year old skeets yeah. yeah it's like a push shot yeah and his feet are like they're lined yeah. up oddly but i mean whatever i mean you move and he's going to find you it's a gorgeous just pass yeah. you know what i like about him too like people get excited about like the flashy passes and all that that lead to the highlights he does this thing like he just like i don't know i've just noticed it watching a lot of them lately he'll just like make the pass that's easy but he'll make it quicker than some people yeah. make it so many times, like players, even at that level in the NBA, like they'll just hold it one dribble too long or something. Like, just, just get the ball to the guy. He's in rhythm. Let him move. 
And he does that. Like he just he likes to just of course pass the ball, and it's apparent. And uh, what a line, what a game. Yeah, uh, he's got that sling pass as well, yeah. which doesn't always seem to me like be a high percentage. But he knows how to hit that sp- the the exact person he's trying to hit, and he yeah. does a really good job. And it job helps that. that he's six eight. Oh too. yeah, exactly. And he's got really good balance on both sides of his body with dribbling. Yep. He can dribble both hands, which is an underrated skill, especially for a rookie here. And I'm glad you actually sort of. Uh, didn't mention the one that he nearly gave away there True. at the game there when uh, Grimes took it in, laid it up, and gave the Knicks. But then because he's back. the best inbounds passer it's, of all time. Uh, well, exactly. Yeah, yeah. There was a bit of confusion there, but he did panic a little bit on it. But um, anyway, they got it to overtime because Baisley made a beautiful play inside to get around Mitchell Robinson to tie it up. And then the Knicks didn't have a timeout to use, so they couldn't advance it. Julius Randle came, comes down and uh, and misses the shot. Yeah, it's a bang-bang play. It goes in, he's a hero, miss. They lose and they go to lose in overtime. But also, Josh Giddy missed two free throws, went back to the free throw line not long after that, and knocked in two. Mm-hmm. And yes, the shot is not the prettiest, and that was definitely the biggest weakness coming into the draft, but he's working on it, and he's shooting with confidence. Mm-hmm. And you know what it's like on an NBA court. You know how far away that three-point line is? I'm not surprised you have to chuck it up like that. <laughs> oh, no. You just gave this guy credit for dribbling with both hands, making 50% free throws, and being able to shoot the ball 28 feet. Homer! <laughs> but, uh, but, but there was other plays as well where he took the ball, he got the rebound in the fourth quarter, went coast to coast there, and laid it up with his left hand. I mean, his, uh, his composure and his ability to sort of um, stay at his own pace is super it's a hell of a weapon that he can grab a rebound and push it of course i mean like any any like player that can just push a fast break in this league it's huge um and like i'm I'm glad you brought up like uh man there for them he was awesome ty jerome he missed some free throws too uh Mm -hmm. that nearly uh, lost the game for them but luckily they're playing the knicks yeah well yeah let's let's talk about i mean you slipped it in the uh the not being able to uh, call a timeout advance the ball and they had to like end with Randall like getting the ball up the floor in five seconds and he got a good look yeah um but explain for those that maybe don't know what happened there and not and the reason that uh Tibbs and the Knicks didn't have a timeout well so with a minute seven left now this is from Zilla's um email this morning because he's broken it down here really well uh he used his challenge with a minute yeah. seven to go left in the fourth and then he tried to use it again 39 uh with 39 seconds left so within 30 seconds he tried to use it twice now yeah. you only get one win or lose you only get one I think they should change that rule but they didn't and so he couldn't use it, so they didn't have a timeout after Baisley scored to then at least advance the ball. Now, Randall, the ball doesn't the, the clock doesn't start until he touches it, so he maybe stole an extra second or two there. But ultimately the Knicks would have been better off if they could have had an inbounds pass. Would, would they have would been? Well, they, 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 okay. But I think I think if if you tips, he would have definitely know, called the timeout of course, of and course. tried to run something. Well, he apologized. But, he said I yeah, forgot. Yeah. I mean they missed RJ Barrett uh, as their sort of late game score that's mm-hmm. that's definitely what they missed he wasn't in this game yeah they they missed somebody who can handle a little bit they thought maybe they they got that at the beginning of the season we all thought an improvement with Kemba Walker over Alfred Payton but that hasn't turned out to be a, a fourth quarter recipe for success yeah Knicks are down bad right now um Stefan Bondi of the New York Daily News this was the opener to you know the report in the uh New York Daily News again quote the Knicks didn't deserve love on Valentine's Day no chocolates Damn. for Tom Thibodeau, who somehow forgot he's only allowed one challenge and then arrived late f- for the post-game press conference. No flowers for their defense, which allowed the tanking Thunder to score 127 points. No cards for Emmanuel Quickly, who can't hit the side of a Carnival cruise ship. Oh, End right quote. Ooh, yeah. yeah, he's 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 struggling, yeah. and he had a look there in the corner, but uh, yeah. flanked it. They, 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 don't, they don't have guys who can create space. I mean, Emmanuel Quickly is probably... The one along with R.J. Barrett to some degree, but they just don't. So in the fourth quarter, you're watching Evan Fournier create a little space, and Randall, who's you know shoots through over guys but just can't hit shots, quickly has been yeah cold for a couple months. Yeah, they need a, an athletic bot out there, and uh, I'm waiting for some Cam Reddish minutes. I mean, he played a little bit in this game, but. Just let him loose. Let him rip. He's going to shoot. Why not? Uh, yeah, totally. <laughs> Honestly, Let's go young. Play him over Fournier. Fournier is terrible, man. Every <laughs> single player should have a triple-double if Fournier is the guy guarding you. Diddy was... Diddy. <laughs> Giddy was dusting him off the dribble, like, every single time. Fournier is terrible. He scored 29 points. He's probably thinking, maybe I can outscore my matchup. He didn't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, you're a fan of the color orange, correct? I love the color orange. What do you think of this game and the aesthetics of it when you got OKC rocking the orange versus the Knicks got a little orange in them? Is it too much or are you okay with it? Orange is an accent color. Mm. Um, 
I've never seen a good all orange uniform. Yeah. And there have been quite a few of them. The Knicks basically used to wear what OKC was wearing. Remember they used to have yeah. those orange uniforms, but they had an orange lane, I think, at the time, so they like blend into yeah. it. But uh a little too much. Okay. A little too much. Let's keep it going here. DeMar DeRozan. Holy crap. He scored forty. As the Bulls rallied past the Spurs, one twenty to one oh nine, uh DeRozan just an unbelievable run he's on right now, Trey. Eastern Conference Player of the Week yesterday for the third time this season. That's most in the league. And like you said, Skeets, he's on his way to another Player of the Week. Exciting times. 40 points on 16 to 24 shooting. 19 in the fourth. Went 8 for 9. I was watching the Gilded Age on the big screen, watching the Bulls on the phone. I said to Laura, DeRozan is scoring every single time down the court. And then I thought to myself, maybe my mind is just clouded here. I'm in Iverson mode, so I had to check... The fourth quarter play-by-play data. Mm-hmm. DeMar scored six of the first seven baskets in the fourth quarter for the Bulls, including four in a row at one point, and it was jumper, then you would play up on him for the jumper, and it was a layup. Yeah. Jumper, play up on him <laughs> with the jumper, then it was a layup. Literally, Michael Jordan and Wilt Chamberlain numbers he's putting up right now. Mm. Uh, he's up to 27 points per, 27.9 points per game. That's third all-time for a player in their 13th NBA season. Do you know who the number one and number two are? Number one, surely you can guess. Michael. That's exactly right. Michael Jordan. Number two, a man known for... LeBron? No, 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 no. no. This is a guy who's known for his pivot. For his pivot. Bernard King. Bernard King in (laughs) 90-91, 28.4 points per game. That's also uh, the sixth straight game for DeRozan with 35 or more points on 50% shooting. The only other guy in NBA history to do that is Wilt Chamberlain, who Mm. was dunking every single time. So I don't think DeRozan really has an MVP chance right now, but he's going to finish top five. And I think he definitely should get some of those down ballot votes at this point, because what he's doing right now, unstoppable, Mm. (laughs) literally unstoppable. Yeah. Uh, Well, they they need it all, obviously, with Zach Levine's injury and how long he's out, we're not sure. Um, But uh, there was some Nice dunks in this game oh, too. He got Pirtle. He got his yeah. old buddy Jakob. Yep. Yeah, he yacked on Jakob and uh, and Lonnie as well. He threw down a nice one there and transitioned. Uh, yeah, good game because the the Spurs were close in this one and it did. They needed every single bit of DeRozan there to. He's so efficient. You know, you mentioned the sixteen and twenty four, perfect the free throw line, and it just feels that Chris Paul sort of vibe of like, okay, we need someone to win. Let him do what he needs to do, whether it's making the pass or making the right play. No one could really stop him. There's there's not um, uh, you know, not a defender out there who can really prevent him from going where he wants to go to. Yeah. And that, to me, is just what uh, like a, a super scorer can do. It's like, you can throw anyone you want on me, but I'm going to the mid-range, I'm going to the turnaround, I'm doing whatever I need to, I'm driving inside. Uh, he's got such variety and he's just, yeah, this has a, been a, such a great season for DeRozan. Yeah, that's the interesting part is that you know what's coming with Demar, um, but no one can stop it. Mm-hmm. And and I think we we all throw out these stats that don't mean anything. But yeah, to do something that only Wilt Chamberlain has done in the NBA, making half your shots, six straight games, thirty five points or more, it's just unprecedented. Yeah. I, I think that's that's a real a real fake stat. You know, that's a, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, a, I agree. Yeah. That's a stat that's happened over a couple weeks at this point too, or yeah. you know, up to two weeks. It's not like two, but, three games. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, six trees. And he's a, he's a six, six guard. That's doing something only a big has done in the history of the NBA because he's just on fire. Mm-hmm. And, and I sit back and I think, can't, can't somebody slow this guy down? I mean, you know what's coming. He is their only perimeter scorer right now that can do this kind of thing. But He's so patient and he's so calm. So if you are able to be in his shooting space, pump, pump, pump. And he's so on balance with those feet that even his third pump, uh, the, sh- the shot is going down. Yeah. Uh, so why are you laughing? You think uh, you like pump, a pump talk? Fake party, yeah. mm-hmm. Oh, he had a beautiful pump fake party last night. We got two of them in the air mm-hmm. uh, and laid it up. But, That's uh, what he does. Yeah. Uh, and and I always love. Uh, a post game, him and Pop hug because they played obviously together last few years, uh, so they always have a huge hoot and holler. And then he went over to Yaka Pertle, who <laughs> yep. he dunked on, and that was a quick one. Yak was like, "F you, I'm out of here." But uh, <laughs> but they had a, a former Raptor love there. Uh, let's slip this one in here, just because it was a weird result. Anthony Simon scores 31 as Portland beats the Giannisless Bucks. 122 to 107. I thought the Blazers were tanking. What's going on here, Taz? (laughs) A lot of teams get the post-trade deadline glory. They bask in it. The Kings had it for a couple (laughs) games. That's the word of the day for you. Bask. I like it. Yeah, yeah, I love love bask. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, You were basking in that 
Saturday sun the other day, right? <laughs> I was. <laughs> we got some. We got some heat in here. I saw that Instagram story. Yeah, hat down over my head, listening to Matt Austin's country music playlist. Is that what you were listening yeah, to? Yeah, having right? a brew on the front porch. Oh, <laughs> the southern this front man porch. Is southern. Yeah, exactly. Felt Be, good. Because basking, I, I definitely was basking. You were basking, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, because you were you were rocking. I, I, I'm one of those lately. Those Instagram story viewers, no audio. So oh, I didn't know. Oh, so, so I just saw you. On, I, no audio. So I just saw you rocking back and nice forth. Tim like, McGraw played at that point. I can't remember what song. Was. Oh, uh, Tim. Oh, you got Tim a barbecue stain on your white t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Killing you in that miniskirt. <laughs> oh, there's nothing like just reciting some country lyrics oh, afterwards. <laughs> It's just, all in my head. I think about it over and over uh, again. Yeah, that's a, a Nelly McGraw combo. Uh, so fun. Anyway, uh, Carol glad, Baskins. Yeah, the Carol Baskin. You were Carol Baskin and out there in the sun. Uh, it was, that was a funny visual. They, man. they made a show about that. Uh, I know. Not that's Tiger why, that's King, why I but they made it. a show. Carol and Joe. I'm watching it. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> but I was. I'll hear a report about yeah, it. Okay. I'd love to hear a report. See if I hadn't watched that post show afterward. They had that other show. In between whatever the heck that was yeah i already watched that and was like okay oh yeah i, I love you too. joel McHale, but well, what are we watching <laughs> what are we doing here now a third one i don't know uh anyway the blazers have won three in a row yeah uh and I, they're playing obviously very very hard so before the trade le- trade deadline you know they're hanging out with the lillard mccollum duo and they decided out goes mccollum out goes norman powell out goes robert covington we're rebuilding uh but these dudes are obviously loving playing together and they're ruining that plan for a good draft pick, but Anthony Simons mm-hmm. can ball. And I know we talked about Josh Hart as a role player and being really, really good, but kind of underestimated him a little bit. I think he's he's obviously you know playing a little bit over his head with the way he's shooting. Uh, I don't know if he's going to continue to shoot you know fifty to sixty percent from three point land, but a twenty seven point game. And I didn't even mention my man Justice Winslow, who's now mm. starting on this yeah. team, who's in a good role for him as. You don't expect him to score. Just do a little bit of everything. He wasn't untouchable once upon a time with the Miami Heat because they didn't know what he would become. But I think we know he's, uh, you know, he is sort of a, a Swiss Army knife out there, and that's what he should be. He's thirteen ten uh, for two steals and a block. I mean, he is he's really good defensively and good at setting people up. Now for the Bucks, they lost without Giannis Antetokounmpo in this game. Does it really matter? No, in the long term. But I think a good sign for them. Ibaka played thirty one minutes. And uh, Brooke Lopez recently showed up on the practice floor for the first mm-hmm. time this postseason. Ibaka is Brooke Lopez insurance. And so it's great to see Brooke Lopez out there after the back surgery. And it's great to see Serge Ibaka with a transition block. Like That's the type of stuff mm. that can help in a playoff series. Even if it's 10 minutes, 15 minutes, you go down one end of the floor and you get a block from that guy and you turn it up the other end. And he was hitting shots. He got a transition bucket as well. In 31 minutes, that's a great sign. He shouldn't be playing that many minutes uh, for a championship team, but uh, if he can have a little little raptor resurgence and play 15 minutes, I think that's enough. That's enough for the Bucks to be happy. You already quoted Ziller, so I know you read the newsletter. Yeah. Answer another question that he had in it: of the Pelicans, of the Spurs, mm. of the Blazers, and of the Kings, who is most likely, in your mind, to uh, snatch that tenth seed? Spurs. Wow. Pelicans. Wow. Yeah. Pel- oh. Actually, Pelicans had a really good win against your Raptors there last yeah, night. Yeah, I know. We're not uh, talking about that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because, you know, Pop as well was sort of asked about the tanking uh, there, and he's they're not, but they have made some moves that... Yeah, he says you don't go to your players and, and ask say, them, say, hey, yeah, we're going to lose tonight's yeah, game. Yeah. Let's go on three, yeah, lose. Yeah, no, yeah, it's yeah. like you play young guys and you yeah. try and learn things and stuff like that. And, and if, if you the L's a, come, they come. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah but the, the Pelicans are just quietly, I think, just clawed back into this sure. season uh, and had a very, very impressive win last night there last night. You saw Jonas, I thought, was good. I know we're not really supposed to be talking yeah. about that game, but just that size advantage. How dare you? Are you, yeah. taking, the Spurs? Are you taking the Spurs or the Pelicans? <laughs> I'm man? taking the Pelicans. Now. Okay, same same question for everybody. Let's just get it on record. Why not? Uh, yeah, I'll take the Pelicans too. Pelicans? Okay. I'm, I'm Pelicans for sure. Wow, wow. I mean, that's tough not to. Even the Blazers winning here, you know, that's great. They're playing hard, uh, and some of those guys are getting a hell of an opportunity. Um, I'm not taking them, though. They're going to fall back to earth here a little bit. They're a bad road team, too. Kings, you can never count on them. So it's got to be the Pelicans or Spurs. Mm. All right, I'm with you guys. I know that's not exciting. I think it is going to be the Pelicans. Well, they've got an all-star caliber player in Brandon Ingram already. They just added a near all-star on CJ McCollum, and theoretically they'll get Zion back at some point. Yeah. So, I mean, that's three all-stars. And of those four teams, 
probably only two of them are like, we desperately want the 10th seed, yeah. the Pelicans and the Kings, whereas the Spurs and the Blazers, you know, they're, they're yeah. not as high on that. Uh, though the Blazers, I think, could still be the 10th seed, lose in the play-in tournament, and then keep their draft pick and all that. So there is that. But, okay, mm-hmm. everybody's taking the Pelicans. Well, let's sort of touch on all the other games from last night. Well, they have the draft. The Blazers have their draft pick. They have their draft pick, right. That's not going anywhere. No. Okay, okay. That's the, the, matter. You're, you're talking Pelicans. Okay. Anyway. Oh, that's what I was talking. That's yeah. right. Uh, so, okay, exactly what I just said for the Blazers. The, I meant for the Pelicans. Yes. They can get into the play-in, lose, keep they can, it. They can I still think have the true. four pick. They yeah. can still have the top four pick, even if they make the play-in tournament. Um, Trey, take us through the games here. The other ones, huh? McCollum, he leads those hot shooting pels past the Raptors, who were garbage. One twenty to ninety. Thirty point loss for Toronto last night. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, you're not I haven't seen the Raptors lose that bad since they got matched up with an asteroid during the late Jurassic period. <laughs> <laughs> they even got a, an LOL from JD over there. <laughs> yeah. Are you going to be watching the new Jurassic Park movie? Yeah. 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 Did you see the trailer? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> super big. Fan of dinosaurs. Uh, Jokic nets 26. Denver's balanced, scoring a little too much for the Magic. 26, 15, and 7 for Nikola Jokic. Six nuggets in double figures, and Denver moves to 7-0 and with Boogie in the lineup. I don't know if this is anything, but it sounds like something you can get at Bucky's. <laughs> Boogie Nuggets. <laughs> Let us know if people are into this. <laughs> uh, Rudy Gobert is back. Mitchell leads the way for the Jazz in a win over the Rockets. First game for Rudy since January 23rd. No surprise, Utah wins big. Mm-hmm. Good to see him back, but he obviously didn't miss basketball very much. Got ejected in the fourth quarter for two technicals. It's like getting an in-school suspension for calling your geometry teacher stinkhole. Then getting a detention your first day back for throwing erasers out the window. So it happened to you? I cannot confirm or deny. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Sorry, Stinkle. <laughs> we were just having fun, you know? Just that's a good, that's just... a good, that's a good disc. You know, you can kind of get away from it. It's not cursing. <laughs> Stinkle? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's good until your teacher finds out that's, uh, that you're talking about them. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. true. We also like to give them... Um, Sack hand. Yeah, we don't need to yeah. do a deep dive. On <laughs> yeah, that was a that was a football a football move. Sack oh, hand. Uh, yeah. Okay, yeah, sack hand. We called. Uh, we had Mister Harlock called him Hardcock Harlock. <laughs> things that kids do. Yeah, hell yeah, insult? that's a good one. I don't know. That's a great point. That's sort of a compliment. Uh, man scores <laughs> a season. <laughs> man scores a season high twenty five as the Clippers defeated the Warriors one nineteen one oh four. Hey, this is actually an interesting result. <laughs> to be buried down in here. Third loss in four games for the Warriors. Yeah. They're really missing Draymond right now. They're five games behind Phoenix right now for first in the Western Conference. So I think you can lock that in uh, for the Suns, personally. Best seed in the Western Conference because there ain't no way they're going to slack off at any point this season. Nice game for Terrence Mann, though. 25 points, season high for him. I would have loved to have read about it on his website because a man's got to have a blog. Oh, there it is. <laughs> And finally, Kuzma scored 23. Wizards uh, dealt the Pistons their eighth straight loss. Wizards beat the Pistons last night. Yeah. I think we can all agree this was a game. Yes, agreed. Uh, you didn't watch any of this nah, one? not that one. No. Nah. There was tons going on last night. <laughs> there was. There's nine. We went through them. Yeah, the, the Knicks game, I, you know, that was my, my main one because it was a good game. Josh there playing well, triple-double. Yeah, so, dribbling and breathing. Yeah. And- <laughs> Put, he put on his jersey the right way. See, yeah, this kid's got a future. Yes. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, not a lot of people were probably watching Pistons Wizards last night. Can I ask you, the line, a man's got to have a blog, <laughs> does, that, does that have anything to do with the person who emailed us who said, we heard, or I heard you guys quote Joel Myers, who said, <laughs> yes, a man's got to have a dog, yeah. and then he went and got a dog. He sent us a photo. I'm sorry, I'm looking at it right now. I don't whoa, have it for everybody. We'll have it for you after the break, but... but uh, our man Mitch sent in an email with him and Tony. He named his dog Tony. Wow, human name. <laughs> yeah. Tony. Uh, so yeah, he said, I, "I heard you guys say that." I thought, "Well, I'm a man. I should have a dog." <laughs> so uh, so I went out and got one. Best decision I ever made. Attached a photo for you guys okay. of me and Tony. I'll, I'll, we'll get it after the break. All right, Mitch. So Mitch and Tony. All right. Is that a, 
How, you guys will tell us. You, what were you just doing? You guys will tell us. What were you just doing to sing? It doesn't look like a Tony. It doesn't look like a Tony. I thought you were going to say it's not a dog. It doesn't really look like a Mitch either, I would say. Okay, doesn't look like a we'll Mitch. We'll show doesn't you this like photo of Mitch and Tony after our first break. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I got to get something off my chest. Nothing drives me crazier than sending a message to a group chat and getting no response. That's why I'm a big emoji responder. Love a hang loose hand or a salute. But man, it hurts when you send a message and get nothing back. Ouch! We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks. This episode of No Dunks is brought to you by BetterHelp. All right. Well, I think JD has the photo teed up and ready. This is Mitch and his new dog, Tony. <laughs> yes. Again, Mitch emailed in. He said sometime last year I was listening to No Dunks when you guys were quoting Pelicans announcer Joel Myers. Man's got to have a dog, as Joel likes to say. Yep. I thought, well, I'm a man, I should have a dog, so I went out and I got one. Best decision I ever made. Attaches a photo of me and Tony. Oh, Tony's cute. It's a cute dog. Yeah. I wonder if they should swap names. I think Mitch, <laughs> Mitch looks like more of a Tony, and sort of Tony it. looks like a Mitch. Because Mitch is more of a dog name than a human I'd name. love to see the dog in the bucket hat, too, if I'm being honest. <laughs> <laughs> so would Maybe I. Maybe the jacket. Uh, let's switch some things up. Good stuff. Respect. Tony... Think that's a doodle of some sort? It uh, has yeah. to be. I think. Looks like yeah. a golden doodle. Looks hypoallergenic to me. <laughs> Matt Austin would like that. Dog. Oh yeah, he would yeah. pet it. All right, good stuff. Man's got to have a dog. Man's got to have a dog. Okay, let's get to the up down report. Preparing your tubes. It's the up down report. Yeah, it's been a while. The up down report. Going to give you a really a question, and you're going to tell me thumbs up or thumbs down on it. First one. It's official. Calf center. Jared Allen will replace James Harden at this year's All-Star Game. He's helped lead the Cavs to a surprising 35-22 and 22 record after winning just 22 games last season. He's averaging 16-11, and 11, shooting 66.5%, second best in the league Jared Allen is. So up or down on Jared Allen being the replacement for Harden in the All-Star Game. Lee, thumbs up. Yeah, I mean, there's really no way you could be down on this. There's other candidates, Pascal, Drew Holiday, but I think not only because it's in Cleveland, I think Jared Allen is just the most deserving mm. of those candidates. He's been great all season long. The Cavs have been surprisingly good, and they've been able to maintain that. Mm-hmm. His presence there on both ends of the floor is uh, really important. So I really don't see how uh, Adam Silver could have gotten this one wrong. It was like a lot of people had him on their original list anyway before he's even a, an injury replacement. I certainly did. So I'm happy and uh, glad to see him on the roster now. A phenomenal season for the Cleveland Cavaliers. It's nice to reward two of them along with Darius Garland. I understand every Raptor fan out there is upset about Pascal Siakam not being selected. There's I, a lot. I think he would be the, uh, the next choice uh, because... 
yes, Drew Holiday is up there, but the Bucks already got two. You can't, you can't, you can't take. Well, a third. Middleton's the whole problem with this. Right? Well, yeah, but he, yes, <laughs> I mean he's already there. You yeah. can't have more. So I'm okay with it. You know, Pascal has been incredible since he had a, a bit of a slow start after the injury uh, that he came back from. And the Cavs have been better than the Raptors, so I would I would favor uh, Jared Allen a little mm. bit over Pascal Siakam. Okay, Trey, what do you think? Thumbs up or thumbs down on this selection? Snub me once, shame on you. Shub, snub me twice. <laughs> shame on. Shame on Adam Silver. No way this guy was getting snubbed a third time is what it basically comes down to. Accepted LaMelo as uh, the first injury replacement. That guy's got fans. Uh, in all age ranges, everybody wants to see LaMelo there. So Jared Allen, definitely less buzz than LaMelo. And his worst month of the season, unfortunately, was January. So he kind of fell off uh, the pace compared to Darius Garland there. But now we're getting two calves. Love the Tom Chambers parallels, though. Mm-hmm. Injury replacement becoming the finals MVP. Mm-hmm. Let's see that. All-star Barbara game. Walters. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All-star game MVP. They should do an injury replacement in the finals. That'd be weird. <laughs> <laughs> we find the best player from a team that didn't make it. You get that guy. Anyways, he could go 20-20. Uh, but just in general, I think one cool highlight would be enough mm-hmm. from Jared Allen. Big block or big yeah. dunk or yeah. something like that. All right, let's hear from the stream team and everybody listening later. You can tweet at us at no Dunks Inc. or leave your thoughts in the YouTube comment section. Are you a fan of this replacement, Jared Allen, getting in there? Or do you think it should be someone else, like a Siakam or somebody else? And I think we will have a third injury replacement, because mm-hmm. Zach Levine is currently yeah. not playing. Yep. Yep. So I find it hard to believe that he would be playing on Sunday. So think Spicy so, P maybe gets in there. The Spicy P, even though the Raps have representation? I think so. It's Spicy P or amazing Drew num- He has amazing numbers. He really does. And especially as he's basically become their point guard at this point. Um, yeah, I think he would be selected. I th- I've got him slightly ahead of Drew, yeah. Yeah, okay. Down to those two, though. Oh, next one. This one's fun. LeBron James and the Lakers, they never got to have their championship parade <laughs> after winning the 2019 title down in the Orlando bubble. 20 title, excuse mm. me. <laughs> the Raptors won 2019. Uh, on Monday, the King floated the idea of the Rams, the Lakers, and the Dodgers... Uh-huh. All getting a parade through LA to celebrate the three champs. Uh, I'm showing you right now LeBron's tweet. There it is, him saying as much, and he wants a live concert afterwards to end it. I like that little part. Um, so, Trey, get us started here. Are you up or down on LeBron's idea for the Lakers to do a parade with the Rams and the Dodgers? Down. Lakers aren't the champions, and neither are the Dodgers. The Atlanta Braves are. Mm. So yeah, I, I agree the Rams should get a championship parade. <laughs> right. Yeah, I think they should definitely get one. Uh, and I understand the Lakers and the Dodgers didn't really have a parade. But guess what? You've won a ton of championships, so I don't feel bad for your fans to start off with. And number two, if you're the Lakers, do you really want to bring back all of the players that you've <laughs> traded away from the past two seasons to celebrate the team that won the championship when you're five games below 500? I don't think so. Yeah, too. there are only three current players who actually played in the bubble I think on the Lakers team oh yeah LeBron Anthony Davis and uh um well Avery Bradley didn't play in the bubble no no so two yeah who am I forgetting I mean Frank no I think (laughs) okay so there's very few of them it's basically the two stars um but LeBron said hey well we didn't get one come on why not just like put them all together celebrate the city and the titles they've won over the last couple years what do you think Tass (laughs) I don't hate it. <laughs> uh, I guess it. it, it I, I, the Lakers would have a great parade. Why not just have a solo parade? The Dodgers would have a great parade. Why not have a solo parade? Why not? I mean, I guess I guess nobody cares because it's two <laughs> oh, years ago. Oh, they're not the champions. That's why. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, I guess. So that's so that's why he's saying we're not going to have our solo parade. We can just jump in with you. Just have a couple couple busts. Maybe he just wants him and Anthony Davis to be on a. Yeah, exactly. Why don't you just show up at the Rams parade is what people are saying. If you really want to be on that float. Yeah. But he yeah. wants a live concert at the end. I, like <laughs> I do like that. Producer LeBron. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> what about maybe the Bucks and the Lakers having a joint parade to go from Milwaukee to LA or vice versa? Sure. Yeah. Uh, the funny thing is, I thought he was a Yankees fan anyway, LeBron. Remember we saw him wearing the Yankees hat when he was in Cleveland? So now he wants to celebrate the Dodgers? I mean, pick a lane, man. Right. So yeah. you're down on this? Yeah. I, I, he just wants a party. That's what he's saying. Hey, let's just have a massive party and this is the excuse for it like we won a few championships it's in the past but let's just all get together and have a big party and have someone perform at the end so i like the idea (laughs) he's just saying let's have a massive party would would you would you change your tuna on this proposal if uh the lakers instead of being 26 and 31 were 
46 and 10 you know would you be like okay sure you know they might be well on their way to another one but instead they're holding on for dear life for the damn playing uh, tournament you know in Funny some ways timing. I like the fact LeBron's just like who cares it was a year, <laughs> yeah. couple of years ago I'm just gonna celebrate it now why not so okay. yeah okay. I guess uh, Taylor Horton Tucker was the other guy who was is that what it was yeah he yeah. was there he wasn't really <laughs> playing a lot but those are your three guys oh. LeBron AD and uh, THT oh what about Dwight Oh yeah, he yeah. was there. And now he's oh, back. Yeah. Yeah. He plays on that team. Yeah, I, I, I thought Dwight, and I thought, no, he's gone. He's not. <laughs> he's back. He's back. He, That's he, the problem. Yeah. He heard there was going to be a parade finally. <laughs> it's like I'm coming. I loves parades. Candies everywhere. Of course. <laughs> All right, our next one. Uh, up or down on Patrick Beverly agreeing to a one-year, thirteen million dollar extension with the Wolves. Very excited to hear your take on this, Lee. Uh, but I'm, I'm thumbs up on this. Um, he was in the final season of a three-year, forty million dollar contract. So. This new agreement, you know, takes him through the end of a 22-23 season. And he's playing, I mean, Patrick Beverly, look, he's got his warts on him for oh, sure. Yeah. But the Wolves organization, obviously, and the coaching staff, they're like, this guy here helps our young guys, you know. <laughs> um, and he contributes. He's like basically a 9-5-5, five, five, which sort of shocked mm-hmm. me a little bit. He's got steel in there. He only plays like 25, 26 minutes a game. So he's helping the Wolves. They're over 500. You know, they obviously want to get into the playoffs. And he's got experience in playoff series, played in a lot of them. So I like this move. And they could have lost him in free agency, free agency this summer. And, you know, their books are pretty full as it is. So I like this. This, this makes some sense. Yeah, it, it doesn't. It, why, why not? I mean, for $13 yeah. million, that's a tradable contract. You're not stuck on some big five-year, no. $100 million or anything like that. He's earned, I mean, uh, 50% of me absolutely loves Patrick Beverly. Yep. And the other 50%, I can't stand it. You know, he drives mm-hmm. me crazy because he does so many boneheaded things. But he does bring a tenacity and he brings a certain level of intensity that these younger guys, I think, can learn from. And there was a great game against the Bulls the other night where he was going at DeRozan. They were going at each other. They sort of high-fived, you know, after Beverly sort of put pressure on. Bulls got the ball. DeRozan said, give me the ball back. DeRozan took him to the low post, raised up and scored in his face and did the too small. Yeah, yeah. Patrick Beverly did the... Too small thing as well. As if to, as He's like, yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious. Hilarious. So, uh, yeah, look, he, he definitely uh, brings something to the table, takes something off when he goes, mm-hmm. guy. But I honestly think for the Wolves, this is not a bad veteran to have around your team there because, uh, you know, he, he does expect certain things and, and some of those younger teammates can just learn from him. So... I'm fine with it. You guys? Yeah, he wanted a longer extension, and uh, the Timberwolves front office and Sachin Gupta, they're smart in saying, we'll sign you through next year, and that's about it, and mm-hmm. and not really handcuffing themselves, even though it is a tradable contract. Uh, there's uh, some smart GMs out there saying, this will be our team, you know, the majority of our team, uh, for one year, and that's it, and, and then uh, we're off your money. But, uh, you know, a hell of a career when you think about where Patrick Beverly came from. Uh, even though, yes, I'd say 50 to 55% of me can't stand him watching him play. Uh, the, the, you know, the, where he played, you know, he played Greece, Russia, he comes over. Now this is this is going to be, I guess, an 11, this would be his 11th season next year. Mm. So good for him and what he's done, the Chicago boy there. Any final thoughts? Uh, no notes. No notes on Patrick Beverly. They're paying him less than they're gonna than they're paying him this season. And he's a starting point guard for them, and yeah. he's a quality starter for them who definitely brings everything you guys are saying to the table. Uh, the tenacity and the commitment to defense, which obviously the Wolves haven't had really before mm. this season. So bring them back on an under market uh, under market deal, I think is yeah. totally fine. And I see he was drafted by the Lakers in two thousand nine. They won the championship that season, so I think uh, he'll be invite him break. back for a parade. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I forgot that he makes he makes more this year like than 14, he will make next ish. year. Yeah, it's yep. fourteen five something like that, and uh, now this thirteen million dollar extension for next season. It's good on the Wolves there. Final one. I wanted to slip this in because I feel like we haven't talked about it enough. Are you up or down on this year's Winter Olympics? Are you, are you watching? Are you following? Are you <laughs> tuned out like I sort of am? Uh, I'm I'm watching more than I have in previous Winter Olympics. Wow, which really? Is, it's a low bar. Oh, I love the Olympics. I am a summer guy. <laughs> Sit back and tune in. <laughs> With the Winter Olympics, I catch some stuff. Yeah, but I've caught more than I actually have caught yeah. in the past. I, I've caught Chloe Kim's half pipe mm. run. Snowboarding is that's it's straight. Any event where you have three attempts. And she destroyed it on the first attempt. And then her next two, she was just trying some stuff. And 
She won gold, but her next two, I think she fell on both of them. Uh, she definitely fell on one, which is always strange. Anyways, it was a fun one. Uh, I've enjoyed Nathan Chen's run uh, as a figure skater. If you saw now, that. are you watching like, you know, at 8 o'clock, sort of like the highlights, the best of? Are you fo- no, what? 8 o'clock p.m.? P.m., yeah, oh, okay. like the roundup. Prime time. Yeah, prime time. See, see, yes, and, I, yeah. and to me, it's live. I'm, I oh, don't, yeah, yeah. I don't care. You're I'm not, not following totally. along on Twitter and seeing no, spoilers. No, and I'm not, I'm not calculating what time it is yeah. and what time this actually happened. For me, it's live. Curate it for me. Mm. I tune in the NBC app, and it happens. There you go. Uh, so I watch Nathan Chen. Uh, snowboard Cross, a cool event. It's yeah. Kind of, it's kind of like Red Bull, a Red Bull race to me. They're just flying down on snowboards, uh, which is cool. And uh, I saw a cool curler with Nikes on. Did you see that? I did. Yeah, I did. I did see that. He's got long hair and a mustache. Is that yeah. the guy you're talking about? Yeah. Uh, so th- uh, those are my highlights for the Olympics, and that's probably more than I conventionally watch. Wow. Even though I love the Olympics, that's all I really saw. What about you, Trey? I saw those exact same things. <laughs> yeah. Chloe Kim. Chloe Kim was awesome. I did see that. Uh, Winter Olympics should be a weekend, I think. <laughs> Do the opening ceremony on Friday, closing ceremony on Sunday. <laughs> 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 just jam them all in. Yeah. Just do them like, all Like curling has once. been going on for so long. Yeah. Curling starts before the Olympics and ends after the Olympics. How is that possible? <laughs> we don't need hockey at the Olympics. There's a hockey season going on that they had to pause, mm-hmm. right? If you but, really want to watch hockey, just mm-hmm. watch hockey. Mm-hmm. Hockey. <laughs> uh, but honestly, like, like you named two different snowboard things. Yeah. Just do one. Just do one. You could get this all over in three days, guaranteed. All right. So it sounds like you're. It sounds Too like you're long. down, to be honest. I, like, I'm down because yeah. we just had an Olympics that nobody watched last summer, and now we've got another one mm. right now. Uh, too close together. Obviously, it was because of the pandemic. But yeah. I think um, two years is maybe even too close mm. for summer to winter. What do you think? Are you watching these at all? I haven't heard you say a single thing. You love sports. Yeah. No, I've found it very difficult to uh, be engaged with. Do you know who's leading the medal? count right now norway yeah norway and you know who's second this guy knows uh no the most glorious nation the russian olympic committee <laughs> <laughs> yes and they, ha- they have their own controversy yeah. Going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was like the summer olympics it was russia's band but the russian olympic committee yeah, is competing which is weird uh, canada coming in fourth anyway in case you're wondering but uh That's awesome but uh tied with medals with the united states but uh united states has more gold gold yeah they yeah. were on a gold run there yeah. the states after a slow start mm. uh how are your aussies doing uh one two one we got four medals one gold couple of what's the gold runs something what <laughs> i don't know wow uh, i just you really don't care no, no i mean just it's just i haven't it's hard to really get into it there's just the same vibe around the olympics it's just not there right now mm. You're more of a Summer Olympics guy. Yeah, so. I am. I mean, but again, it's sort of like what Trey was saying last year. It feels like we just had the Olympics. <laughs> we did. And now it's like, oh, we're having the ones that, that just, there's just no hype about them. So All right. I will say the fake snow looks immaculate. I mean, it looks like real snow. That's the other thing. <laughs> it looks like real snow. But when, but when you tune in, you're, you're saying it, it's uh, fake snow for the Winter Olympics. I mean, yeah, it's strange. But can you tell? You can't tell when you. Uh, you would have, he wouldn't know. If it, yeah, no, I wouldn't. Knows, but yeah. it's like you shouldn't have to pump in snow for the Winter Olympics. If you can't produce your own snow, then you don't get the Olympics. That's my rule from now on. <laughs> kind of fair. That's fair. I, that, was part I of, mean, that was part of the Olympic bids. Uh, I think Kazakhstan was another country that was bidding. They get real snow, and part of their bid was, it's real, baby, or something to that effect. Their, their tagline was, we ain't faking it, China. Yeah. Uh, so, it's real and it's glorious. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, it has been going on a long time because I, I remember our man Cam Stewart was betting on the curling before the Olympics started because they were, they're doing something like okay. in the days before. Yeah. He was betting on a plus one and a half for one country versus another. You're giving me two rocks. Uh, it was, that guy was betting on curling. Our man Cam Stewart was betting on a plus one and a half. That's too much. That's too much. They're only going to win by one. What are you talking about? Anyways, uh, it's been going on a while. Well, I want to know from the stream team and everybody listening and uh, watching later, are you watching the Winter Olympics? What are we missing out on, as you can tell? Besides tasks, nobody's really keeping an yeah, eye on Yeah, I haven't been watching a lot. But. JD, are you watching any of this? What are you doing over uh, there? Am I watching? I'm watching it right now. I've got oh. a uh, skeleton going. No, I'm not, I, haven't, I haven't seen a second of it, to be honest. Wow. Yeah, I yeah. You, you said you saw some bobsled. I saw some bobsled because I found out there's a, a, a one-man or one-woman bobsled now. Monobob. So <laughs> <laughs> it's called. Go back to one spot. We just need one. 
What? One bobsled event. That's it. We don't need more. That's right. You're exactly right. Yeah. We need one version no, of every no. one of these events. We need events. a bobsled with like 18 people in it. They have that probably. Fun. That's why the Olympics last so long. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that the skeleton to some degree? I mean, it doesn't have a No much one of a knows, sled. man. The luge, yeah. the bobsled, the skeleton, they're all the same thing. Sometimes they lay down, sometimes they sit, sometimes there's four, sometimes there's two, sometimes there's one. They're always well, just how do you sliding feel down about, the ice. How do you feel about swimming then? You, do you think it's ridiculous that, like, okay, let's see who can swim the fastest, but let's Let's also see you can swim the fastest on their back. Yes. And also doing this, the butterfly. And there should only be a medley. Mm. Prove to me mm. you can do all four strokes. If you can't, <laughs> you're not an Olympian. <laughs> all right. And then maybe by extension, like we could have races. There should only be half pipe. There should not be snowboard or cross or the other ones. <laughs> this guy doesn't want anything. <laughs> I only want people to be good at the good ones. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Hurdles, we don't need them. I just want to see how fast you can run. Yeah. Are you good at running or are you good at jumping? Going running if it's running, <laughs> jumping if it's jumping. Simplify. What please. about grade school ball throw? Grade school ball throw? Yeah, just how far can you throw this ball? That was a great event back in Very the day. simple. Yeah. I love it. I love it. awesome. You can only choose. <laughs> There's only one ball. It's a baseball. I know what you're saying. They don't have baseballs all around the world. Deal with it. That's okay. the Olympic ball. Okay. <laughs> I think we threw a softball, actually, if I remember correctly. Well, you're disqualified. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, let's take our second break. When we come back, we got a tweet of the night and uh, picking results. Don't go anywhere. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. If you're as obsessed with basketball as I am, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Hey guys, this is JJ Redick. Twice a week, I'm cooking up something special for basketball junkies on my podcast, The Old Man and the Three. I bring on guests in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, like Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash. Or Paulo Bencaro on his shooting workouts with Kevin Durant. Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron when they were teammates in Miami. But it's not just about the player interviews. Every Monday, I break down the top three things happening around the NBA without the outlandish takes. Often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler, we dive deep into topics like rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? The Old Man of the Three is the only companion podcast you'll need during the playoffs this year. Be sure to listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's get to a little tweet of the night. Well, yeah, yeah, in a second, in a mm. second. Let's, uh, get, uh, let's do it. Let's get to Tweet of the Night. Mm. Tweet of the Night. Wow. Twitter. This is why we should never put you at the end of the ad read. You know? Yeah. Have you lead fair. it or stick you in the middle somewhere. So yeah, asking yeah. you to do a lot there, right? From an <laughs> ad read right into activating Tweet of the Night. But we do have Tweet of the Night. It's from uh, Iman from the Dishes and Dimes podcast, Raptors fan. And she tweeted last night, This is the ugliest Raptors game. And I blame the Pelicans court. Paint your paint. It's called the paint. Paint it. <laughs> mm. Nice. So I grabbed a photo uh, for everybody out there. This is uh, obviously taking a look at the Pelicans court, and they do have, you know, the they have like that that giant pelican pelican. Mm. Um, oh, what, do you, what do you even call that? You know, logo, I guess, like yeah. within the entire three point line. But yeah, no paint in the actual paint. So I'm. 
just curious, do you agree with uh, Iman there and her distaste for this? I, I do agree with her 100%. A few other teams have it as well. Even the Grizzlies, I think, have that sort of opaqueness there in their paint at times. I'm not sure if it's the same for every game, but uh, I don't like it at all because you do need to see where the paint is. So <laughs> she's 100% right. Okay, okay. Yeah. This is why the Raptors lost. Got the yeah, fine. That's a great way to just say, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, Trey, I, I feel like you've talked about this before. I, I think you agree with Iman, right? 100%. Paint yep. your paint. <laughs> but I am a little torn here because I do, in general, like the like logo on the inside uh, of a lane or something like that. I, I remember the Bucks had a really cool one not mm. too long mm-hmm. ago. Uh, but there's got to be a little bit of a contrast in there, uh, not just for the referees to be able to see it, but it just pops. You know? yeah. And like she says, it's called the paint mm. for a reason. Yeah, Tass? I think the first day or two I saw the Pelican with the wings spread to the uh, three-point line, I, I was like, that's cool. You know, it's just, it's different. Uh, But then especially from the regular camera, the main camera, uh, it looks, it looks bad. It just doesn't look like there's any separation and you can't really notice that it's a pelican because, you know, you're getting the side, you're seeing the wing Mm -hmm. uh, from the, from the main camera. We're showing you here on YouTube from the backboard camera and it looks like a pelican. Uh, So it's, it's, it's not the same while you're watching on a regular camera and the Pelicans actually have improved their lighting for the yeah. last couple of years. It used, it used to, to be, be the bad. worst. Nice lighting. Uh, so it's gotten better, and I think they could improve it even more if they uh, get a painter down in the paint. <laughs> uh, <laughs> get down on the, their hands and knees and just <laughs> paint that thing. paintbrush out. You think yeah. that's how they do it? Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, let's hear if uh, people agree with them on there in that tweet. Do you think the uh, painted area should actually be painted? Because it's not just the Pelicans. You're right, Lee. There are a couple courts, uh, at least some version of their mm. court where they have nothing in there. Let's hear from you guys. Pick'em Results brought to you by BetMGM last night blazers bucks the line was 15 and a half for milwaukee now i assume that bet mgm thought Giannis was playing <laughs> I think when so. that line was set uh and he didn't and the blazers straight up won. hit the money line could have made some money on that one last night that's a win for me a win for lee eight and two my man we're cooking mm. that's a win for trey he gets back to 500 in february tasks Falls to two and eight. You uh, swerved and took the box. So you need this one tonight. Where are we going? Yeah. Well. Yeah. I'm screwed. I'm losing this month. There's. There's no question about it. Uh, I'm going uh, to a big game in Philadelphia where the line really doesn't matter. The Philadelphia 76ers are getting a point and a half. Boston coming to visit. And you guys are all on them Sixers. I get it. I get it. I'm taking uh, the Celtics, who are scorching hot. Yeah. Um, but some good vibes coming out of Philadelphia practice yesterday. James Harden in the building. Uh, but he will not be playing in this game. He's out through the All-Star game. Found it a little odd to see Harden doing some step backs in practice. Uh, and then them saying, nah, he ain't playing. Um, yep. But uh, he's he's gone through the All-Star break. And I'm banking on the Celtics taking advantage of no Seth Curry. Uh, no Andre Drummond being a little bit thinner there with the six or so. Should be a good one, either way. How many games are on tonight? Eight? A few, Something yeah. Like seven, eight? Yeah. Okay. I think they're going to bank a few because they're going to, next week there's probably none for until Thursday, I guess. Yeah, that's right. We're going to have some bonus content, though, uh, on the No Dunks feeds, both YouTube and uh, audio podcasts, Monday at least through Wednesday, when there are no games on. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll have some things uh, that should, I think you guys will really enjoy. Also, did I say this off the top? I don't think I slipped it in. This Saturday, All-Star Saturday Night Watch Party. We're sitting right here. We'll have the festivities on, maybe some Mountain Dew and Taco Bell for Lee, and we'll watch all the events and just hang out together. Probably get started a little bit before 8 o'clock. I think that's when they uh, get going on TNT there, uh, if I have that correct. So uh, make sure you subscribe to No Dunks, and you can join us live on Saturday, a little dual, little second screen experience if you want to just kick it with us, and we'll answer some of your questions, and we'll make some bets, I'm sure, on uh, all of the contests, be it... uh, three-point contest dunk contests and uh what's the other one skills <laughs> oh yeah, this, yeah this, this guy wants to get rid of every winter olympic sport but he loves the skills challenge <laughs> gotta show your skills you do, you they do. only have one skills challenge you know they don't have the men's skills challenge and the women's That's skills true. challenge and the team skills challenge and the skills challenge where you're sitting down and the skills challenge where you're laying down mm. they got one and right. it's guaranteed to be a classic yeah it's yeah. a new one this year too for sure i don't events. know how we get the WNBA players out there actually i was just going through yeah. footage because early next week we are going to show you our top 75 guests in the history of this show it mm. should be fun and we talked to candace parker uh I, we were supposed to go to break but 
I didn't care. I just kept talking to Candace Parker. I could hear, while I was watching the footage, I could hear Matt Austin, our, our former producer, in my earbuds. Get a break! But I just kept talking to Candace. <laughs> we went so long with Candace because she was a great guest. And why I'm going long right now is because uh, I, I asked her, why aren't you guys more involved in the Saturday night? She said, we should be. They should be. Why don't they have a team in the skills challenge? Yeah, that'd be cool. Defeat the, the yeah. Yeah, Kubros and uh, whoever else is playing in the skills challenge. That's a good point. Why not? Well, we'll be watching it on Saturday night, so uh, join us live then. We'll be back tomorrow, 10 a.m. Eastern, live here from the Classic Factory. Email in your NBA questions. Could be some uh, beach stepping coming up in the next couple of days, so send them in, no dunks at theathletic.com. Grab yourself an athletic subscription, go to theathletic.com slash no dunks. And if you want some no dunks merch, go to no dunks.com for all your hoodies and t shirts and mugs and stuff like that. All right, until tomorrow, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, there are multiple Clipper Bros in that clip, even though there's just one talking. Yeah. There was two in the interview but uh there's only just one that gets the mic for our clips yeah so do you think there should only be one clipper bro because you only like one event <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's why there's only one <laughs> brace the day people